0: Well, hello, everyone. We are back to break down the last LCME Secretariat call, which was about self-studies and CQI and all that good stuff. Colleen, what'd you, what, what'd you think?
1: I thought it was a wonderful presentation uh, from the team from Kansas, so really appreciated what they shared. Um, definitely highlighted um, elements, well, not elements, but pieces of the process that I think are important um, for us to talk about. So uh, one we could start with is like how early should people start the self-study process and really start engaging with consultants? And if they're going to, you know, when should schools start engaging?
0: So my answer, and I'm going to actually answer it in my hat as like a, a dean in charge of the stuff. So I'm actually going to do do that hat, honestly. So the first thing is that you're always getting ready, like always, like you never stop getting ready. Okay. But then besides that, I would actually say two years. I think that that calendar on the LCME website does an 18 months, like a backwards timeline for 18 months. I would never, I would say two years, like solid, solid start. Um, And then I'll answer your other question and toss it back. But uh, as far as when you get an outsider. So, so again, I'm talking as like, so so obviously i am a consultant but i'm also a dean and we got outsiders you know so even though i feel like i know the lcm really really good we still got outsiders to come and do a mock visit for us and give us super critical feedback that was like really essential so i just think you can you stare at your stuff for so long that you just can miss things or um you just need someone critical to come look
1: yeah and i think this is important cuz now obviously schools i think are better adopting CQI processes that essentially kind of align overlap with self study processes Um, and getting started early is is invaluable. Um, At my previous institution, we had a mock survey visit only about three months before our site visit and nothing really came, nothing was identified as a problem which like there are other issues to that. But it would have given us no time to address and fix any of the issues so definitely working on uh, working with consultants or peers anybody who you think could be an actual critical reviewer to go through your information and read it again, as that third party trying to understand what the heck you do at your school. um, You know, the sooner the better because it gives you time to make those interventions.
0: Yeah. I, you, and you've got to have somebody who you trust, who's just going to like say it, how it is. Right. Because again, I felt we were in pretty good stead and we ended up doing excellently, but we also did excellently because to be frank, our mock reviewers caught some of these little, little things like that was like, um, which was great, you know, that, that really helped us. And it's because they were super, super honest and blunt and, um, did a great job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And another interesting um, tidbit that came out of the um, webinar, and I may have missed it, but I'm going back and reading um, notes that were taken during it, was that Kansas actually did their ISA two years before their visit, if I was reading it correctly or listening correctly. Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't sure how you could really, like, how does that work? How, How would two years out really work? So I'm almost curious if If that would be something that would be suggested, or is it better to do it closer to DCI prep uh, when, you know, thinking about when you have to get the ISA report to the self study subcommittees and they integrate it into their report?
0: Right. I, I think that's really interesting. Um, again, a lot of schools are doing an annual survey, if you will, that has like all the ISA questions in it, but it's not the real ISA where the students are running it and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would, I guess, I would only be comfortable talking to the secretariats to find out how far in advance of when they kind of say you should do it. That you can do it because i would be i love the idea of doing it two two years in advance so that you can get the data back and start oh, definitely conventions, like right like that's amazing but i i would not do it unless i got the secretariat's blessing that that was okay to do because right now i agree that seems like a little it, it doesn't seem like that's the plan that they lay out you know on the lc right. website of when you're supposed to do things so yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And as somebody who has dealt with several uh, limited site visits, status reports and such, even that kind of comes up when you think about when you should survey your students for status reports, because do you give yourself too much time then where the question may come up? Well, gosh, you have all this time. What interventions did you make? How do you know they worked? You know, cause everything is really data driven and so much of it contingent on student satisfaction data that, right. um, I wouldn't want to inadvertently like you know step in it because we asked too soon um, for student opinion.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, I think the other thing is just again that that whole relating everything to CQI, you know, and and what a great job that they did at CQI and I guess what would be tips for schools on how to how to do that. I think one one tip I think is that your curriculum committee really should have a very regular schedule of mm-hmm. all the data that they need to be looking at on a really regular basis and not just looking at, but actually taking action on, um, you know, inviting a clerkship or a course director or a chair or whoever to come to the meeting and say how they're gonna do something better or whatever the case may be. Cause it's really not just looking at the data, they've gotta be acting on it. And then I
1: have, I mean, this again, personal experience, you know, you get so into the weeds of you're like, yes, We've identified an issue. We're going to make this intervention. And then a hundred other things happen or COVID happens or whatever happens. And then you forget to actually follow up on that action item. So that is also a downfall I've seen um, both locally for myself and, and with other schools. Um, and I know that just constantly is a question that is asked. Um, I know of me and other colleagues, just wondering, how are folks closing the loop? How do you make sure this doesn't fall off? How do you make sure it's just Colleen isn't paying attention. Is somebody else keeping it? So to your point, Jenny, I think it's important to have it on our regular schedule,
0: yeah. so that it
1: is it exists somewhere on paper. Yeah, that is not just in your director of CQI or your FAL's head of when things and what things need to be reviewed.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's like anything else. It takes um it takes a village, right? So it takes the whole team. You know, so again, your FAL, your director of accreditation, of course, should be on your curriculum committee chair, your dean of education. And then even in my role as, as dean, I will admit I'm not in the super weeds, but every now and then, you know, something comes up and also then I'll ping and I'll say hey, where can you just send me that report on uh program director outcomes or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then if I don't get it or right, then that, I mean, that stimulates the, oh, we better be keeping, you know, which they do, but, you know, keeping, keeping right. that schedule. Cause you know, the Dean could ask for like that report and we, we better have it ready. Right. So, um, so really just all levels have to be, know that this is how it works. I think, um, for sure. Yeah.
1: And it, it always just makes me Google a little bit to think of how many times they say CQI can be done and not have to have additional personnel to help run it. Cause I don't know how any of us can truly do this on top of whatever the day job would be.
0: I 100% agree. You, you've got, to, you have to have a, what I know, I think that used to is, is it still in there in the standard? Like, what is the team or, you know, what are the reasons? Yeah, they ask care? about
1: personnel and resources. Yeah. And, you know, and it's so, uh, it's always a myth. And they say that, you know, because people ask, do you need a, you know, do you need a dedicated steering committee or de- designated personnel? And they're like, well, I mean, you don't have to have extra people to do it, but I have found it to be a major struggle for folks, um, and talking with colleagues who don't have dedicated time, um, or a dedicated person, um, to really just keep track of all these things, listen to the webinars, keep track of the nuances, talk to colleagues and find out, gosh, how did you get through your visit? Did, what did you get cited on and just try to do the best we all can to, um, kind of read the tea leaves.
0: Yeah. hundred, a hundred percent it's it's a multi-person job a hundred percent there's just no way you can do it well because it's there's so much data and we're, and and we're just i guess i'm just even thinking about the data for like the the curricular com- committee kind of standards i'm not even oh talking yeah. about oh, like, my gosh promotions committee and all the things that they have to track faculty affairs and faculty development strategic plan like i mean it's there's so much to track you've got to yeah, it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you think about all that stuff, that central monitoring that then does come back to the curriculum committee, even though if it doesn't feel like it's curriculum related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it just doesn't, it's job security. Let's just say it there.
0: Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Whether you love the LCME or not, they make sure we have a job.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Teaser for next month. So um, I, next month, I think they're going to be doing 3.3 on diversity. Yes. And the reason why I know that specifically, even though I could have looked ahead, is because I actually emailed the secretariats because in our um, lovely state of Texas, there are some things going on that I'm concerned will affect our ability to answer 3.3. And so um, I'm going to be listening closely and probably submitting a question because I don't know if we're going to be able to track things as we have been in the past. I know that I'm not alone, and I know that there are mm-hmm. lots of other states and lots of other schools where this is becoming an issue in my opinion. very unfortunately so. Um, so I am really interested in hearing um I hope they address how to deal with three point three in these times. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. So I guess that would be also um, a ping to everybody else if you have that question, especially those who I know are in states who are having the same concerns.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: the more questions that get submitted, I hope they don't ignore it.
0: I, I, right. That's what, that's kind of what I'm hoping is that people are going to push and, you know, and, and say, you'll work, they're going to have to work with us. Right. Exactly. Something is illegal in my state. My legal counsel is going to say to hell with the LCME. Um,
1: we're not,
0: yeah, we're not jeopardizing state funding or lawsuits or anything else. Right. So that's right. Um, so they're going to have to work with us on that. So it'll be interesting. Mm. Um, It's intriguing oh, i know not a good intriguing but not that's, a good intriguing you know,
1: no, no not at all yep i also do think i think 1.1 was also on the docket so it'll be more of cqi okay and 3.3 two major heavy hitters for next major
0: month, so. heavy hitters for sure yep yes okay well until that until mm-hmm. i i will talk to you and our our friend lisa who got off today she didn't but next time she'll be back
1: Yeah. The three of us will be here together. (laughs)
0: Indeed. Yes. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.